0: just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor-Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today visit symbiotica.com and use code iHeart for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order again that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order go to symbiotica.com c-y-m-b-i-o-t-i-k-a.com
2: when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact
3: Ah, ah, welcome back to It Could Happen Here, a podcast about things falling apart, sometimes about putting them back together, um, sometimes just about enduring difficult times. And it's, it's been a rough couple of weeks, what with the mass shooting in Tennessee and the right accelerating their anti-trans paranoia. Uh, the whole you know Trump getting arrested and all that, all the yes, that has
4: really hit all of us really hard. Yeah. It's been really yeah
3: <laughs> deeply really? now that now that Trump is uh, has been charged with felonies. He's officially a friend of mine. So yeah, we, 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 is, we, we're, we're, we're on are, team we're... Trump now.
4: I'm really convic- uh, I'm I'm really conflicted between my ACAB side and my illegalist side. It's really it's really hard. To... <laughs> I mean,
3: 34 felonies. That's quite a legalist. Very few of the people I know who commit crimes is like a. Vote location have that many <laughs> <laughs> it's
5: pretty um, difficult
3: <laughs> but at any rate you know it's been a rough couple of weeks and i thought we could use a lighter episode to you know help everybody uh everybody feel better and i i know that you mia and you Gare, are both youngins. Uh you you missed the earlier age of the internet and the heroes of that ancient age, you know? <laughs> uh when I was a child, you know, it, it it was Jupiter and uh and and all the uh the Greek gods of the old internet. You y'all y'all have come up more in the Roman gods of the old internet era. So, yeah. I wanted I wanted to talk about an ancient hero of the internet. And perhaps this will become a series that we do now and again where we we talk about we talk about the gods of the past. And today the ancient deity that we're talking about is is kind of like the internet's Hercules, a man named Troy Herdebees. Have you guys heard of Troy Herdebees? <laughs> No, I've not. I've not
4: heard of Troy Hurnevies, <laughs> but I do have one correction. Jupiter what? is actually a Roman god. The Greek oh, version I, is Zeus. I'm you're sorry. right. You're right. You're right. I, I before fucked it up. before some freak DMs me and sends me like uh-huh. three paragraphs <laughs> on this. I'm just gonna yeah. put that out there. Do not DM me about this. I-
5: yeah. <laughs> We need to do that (laughs) thing where we start. We start including one of these every episode. The drive up, yeah, just just
3: fucking up purposefully in order to get people. They love doing it. They love being able to hop on. I do. Ever we did get recently. We did the Liver King episodes this week, and somebody popped on to be like, "Hey guys, you're probably not aware of this, but the livers of polar bears uh, contain enough vitamin (laughs) A to kill to kill you, 140 (laughs) people, something like that." <laughs> um don't eat polar bear lippers. This is relevant because we are talking about a man today whose lifelong goal was to develop a suit of armor that allowed him to fight bears in hand-to-hand combat.
4: I mean, or it's, <laughs> this is actually very applicable for us because just last week we went to the theater to watch Cocaine Bear.
3: You're right. Um, this this man would have been one of the only people capable of dealing with a cocaine bear. So, once upon a time, before the breaking of the world, there lived a beautiful maniac named Troy Herdebys. <laughs> Troy was a simple man. He was born in Hamilton, Ontario in 1963. He liked the outdoors and he was a dedicated conservationist. The one exception to his abiding <laughs> love of nature was bears. On August 4th, 1984, when Troy was 21 years old, he went hiking in central British Columbia. Now, he's given a couple of versions of this story over the years. Some that this happened, say that this happened when he was a boy. Others say he was like 20 years old. But all agree that he wound up in close proximity to a grizzly bear. In the most exciting and almost certainly untrue version of the story, the bear knocked Troy down, and he dropped the 22 caliber rifle he was carrying, which would not have made much difference against a grizzly no, bear. No, no, no.
4: <laughs> you, will, you will only make it more upset. Yeah, a 22
3: yeah. is not the weapon you want in that situation. In a desperate attempt to defend himself, he drew a knife. We're going to talk about Troy's knives in a minute here. Okay. Now, in an interview with Mental Floss, many years later, Troy claimed that seeing the knife, the bear thought better of attacking him after this. What?
5: Okay. Well, okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's not how bears work. Like has this bear been like involved in other fights with Kaiser with knives? Is there like another maniac running around? This bear got stabbed behind a 7-Eleven and is like, nah, man, I don't Grizz don't
3: fuck with knives no more. I've been through that shit.
4: Is he probably like a street
3: (laughs) gay? Nah, bro, nah, bro, ain't worth it. (laughs) So, um, he later claims an expert told him he would have been mauled if there'd been any cubs. This, I believe. Yes. Because bears very rarely attack people. Now... A normal man would have taken this number one as, boy, I sure got lucky, and number two as, I should be more careful when out in the woods. But Troy was not a normal man. His first thought was that he needed to invent a new form of mace made specifically for bears. Um, He had been beaten in developing bear mace by an actual scientist, although the first paper on bear mace was published in 1984, so it makes sense that it wouldn't have been available at the time. Uh, It was a reasonable thing to be like, Hmm. maybe we should should have a mace for use in, against bears. <laughs> um, there are, again, several versions of what came next. I'm going to quote from one that I found in a write-up by The Spec Now. Quote, from then, he decided that his destiny in life was to invent a dependable bear spray repellent, but he realized field testing with bears would be needed. This would require a protective suit for the oh, person no. doing the test.
4: No. So, oh, no.
3: in his interview with metal Floss, one of the later pieces on the man, Troy dropped the mace story and claimed that he had the idea just to make bear-resistant armor a year after his grizzly encounter when he was watching RoboCop and decided bear researchers <laughs> would need protective armor that would would let them test bear spray and also safely observe grizzly behavior. <laughs> Troy is something of an unreliable narrator, but I will say I do not doubt that the film RoboCop influenced no. his subsequent. <laughs> yes, abs-
4: no, uh, this he absolutely had this idea while watching RoboCop. That makes that, that makes the most sense out of anything you said so far. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it is very logical. So. It is – now, Troy, it should be noted, is not the first – probably not the first man who has thought, I should develop a suit of armor to allow me to grapple with bears in hand-to-hand combat. Um, It is possible that in medieval Europe, some people hunted bears while wearing full-body suits of armor covered in spikes – there is debate as to whether or not this really happened. Uh, the gist of why this is a debate is that there's an insane looking suit of armor currently in a Houston museum that was probably made in Switzerland or Germany like 400-ish years ago. Researchers have not conclusively determined why it was made or for what purpose, but one theory is that it was used for bear baiting. If so, it was used for European bears, which are significantly smaller than grizzly bears. <laughs> and as far as we know, it was never a widespread practice. This is because attempting to fight a bear in hand to hand with a suit of armor is insane and something only a madman would do. But I am going to show you this suit of armor because it looks like something from a David Lynch movie. Oh, but I'm so I'm <laughs> so thrilled. Specifically, the face. So look at that. Look at that beautiful thing. Oh, oh my I've god! Seen this. <laughs> yeah. I right, thought uh, the was isn't rushing. the face of that unsettling? <laughs> they they think probably somewhere around Austria or Switzerland. Although it's not, I don't think known to a, a point of certainty. <laughs> That, that it is, looks <laughs> fucked up. It looks like
4: it, it. looks like a like 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 a metal casting of someone's head, but yeah. with like, but with like the pinhead thing. Yeah, from, I've, I've, I, it's a Hellraiser. Yeah. I think is the movie.
3: Yeah, um.
5: yeah. the
3: yeah. The face on it is distinctly unsettling.
5: <laughs> like they could have just made a normal helmet, but like no, no, it, no, it no, is the no. guy. Like there's a nose. It's the guy's face. We gotta. <laughs> it's, it's we're not horrifying. doing this right
3: unless we like peek into the uncanny valley with this thing. <laughs>
6: Go to Nix.com. That's K-N-I-X.com.
3: Troy was not interested in the fact that attempting to fight a bear in body armor is just objectively nuts. And since he was as handy as he was unhinged, he set swiftly to building a suit of armor and then testing it. Um, I'm going to read another quote from the Specs write-up because it's extremely funny. So the suit became his focus of attention, putting it through all kinds of tests that included being run down by a pickup truck driven by his father, <laughs> rolling off the side of a cliff and being pummeled by bikers with baseball bats. And I'm going to play you a video of Troy, um, a, a one of these tests where Troy gets hit by a tree. It's almost exactly <laughs> that scene from Hot Rod, if you've watched the movie Hot Rod, where they like swing a, a log down at him and hit him. <laughs> um that may in fact be what that scene is based on but I'm going to I'm going to share that with y'all now. Let's go.
1: The log is gone through. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: no. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, my gosh. <laughs> Get on him,
3: guys. <laughs> <Get> on, guys. <laughs> <Get> on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
5: cannot emphasize enough that it looks like half this armor is held together by duct tape it's it's
4: just just, like, the, like, the, this looks like a fever dream combination of the Wizard of Oz and like the and like the Battle of Endor he yeah. like, walks throwing massive logs at the guy in the metal tin suit
3: it, it's white it's a white suit too yeah it, it looks almost like something from um, like Speed Racer is weirdly yeah. enough the the aesthetic that I would reco- I would closest compare it to. It is yeah. kind of like that anime robot style design. Yeah, it's 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 profoundly unhinged. So I want to <laughs> I want to play you a clip of him getting the helmet off so you can listen to Troy talk and see this man's face.
1: How'd that one go? Better than the first. Yeah, because I had that uh, whew, uh, that stuff in my mouth. Yeah, uh, if I have a mouthpiece, a mouthpiece, you could do that all day long. I got the airbags in the back, eh? So my neck hasn't got a lot of place. so that'll be perfect for the grizzly. I can I can take what he can give me with that. <laughs> no problem. That log there. If that couldn't do anything to me. And I feel great. Like, really great. And actually, uh, my left hand was asleep. It's now awake. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, oh, really? You don't say.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Troy, nerve nerve Troy damage, is a
1: fascinating huh? <laughs> man.
3: So... I'm gonna play you now. Him being attacked by a bunch of men with baseball bats as he attempts to move in this suit. And I have to emphasize to you, he is not capable of moving in this thing. This is an immobile suit of armor that he can he can
1: almost shuffle in it, but not quite. His idea with the with, with the pickup truck and the bikers with regards to big men. Being an anthropologist, he. Uh uh, he looked at uh, the testings we had uh, originally done uh, with uh, normal sized men, you know, 150, 180 pounds. He said the public isn't going to buy it. They're, they're looking at this monstrous grizzly bear and they're looking at a normal sized man hitting you with bats and boards and stuff like that. They're not going to buy it. You have to give them reality. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this
4: is insane. This was so weird. <laughs>
6: Amazing!
5: Amazing! <laughs> I is, have this to emphasize: like you.
4: A, a gang of men just attacking this nerd in a metal suit is is Outside what it looks, of a looks bar. like.
3: Yes, it's so funny. It's 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 extremely <laughs> funny. They're like, and they pick like Terminator Two looking bikers. Like they
0: they, w- they go
4: out of their w- way. The, the, all of the stylization is super is super
3: bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's such a strange documentary. This is from the documentary Project Grizzly. And there's – Troy gives in the various interviews he does some pretty incredible – quotes. Like, years after this, he wrote, at 52, I have to know whether or not the suit will hold. It's one of the curiosity things. We tested the suit a lot of ways, but never went against the grizzly. And the suit that you're seeing is, like, the first version of his suit, the Ursus Mark I. He eventually gets up to the Mark Six and spends more than $150,000 making <laughs> various versions of these bear suits. Actually, sorry, I think the one that we're looking at in the documentary is the Mark VI. Because he did eventually, after Years of this quest get a documentarian interested, and the film Project Grizzly was made about his quest. Um, one fun piece of trivia about it is that it's one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies. That <laughs> ma- that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it, it makes yeah, it makes total sense. Now, in order to give you just one last piece of context about the personality, what kind of man is Troy Hertebiz, Uh or was Troy Herdebees, I am going to play you a clip of an interview with this man. Um, from the documentary that's just just perfect. He's holding in this a gigantic Bowie knife in his hand, and he has another Bowie knife strapped across his shoulder in such a way that it's on his shoulder but pointed down, Yeah, um, which is the way a crazy man carries a Bowie <laughs> knife. He's also, it's worth noting, dressed as like a frontier settler, but wearing red like beret. a red military beret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I go into the bush, I don't use a gun. Never don't believe in guns, I swear by my knives. They save your life a thousand times around. If a grizzly's gonna come at you, and I'm not saying knives are gonna save you, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you've got a gun, and that grizzly is 50 feet, 100 feet away from you. you got one shot, I don't give a shit who you are or how steady you are. You've got one shot in that grizzly. And if he's still coming at you, that gun, you might as well use the barrel on him. Or you can use the stock on them, and that's useless. But if you've got some half-decent knives, at least you got a fighting chance with animals. But that's not the reason why when I go into the mountains or I go into the bush or any man goes into the bush, they don't carry knives for the four-legged animals. They carry knives for the two-legged animals. Because nowadays, it's a lot like the old days. you got a lot of wackos up there, and it's knives that you want at close quarters. (laughs) Yeah, you do
3: do indeed
1: have a lot of wackos
3: up there, Troy. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So that's that's a brief introduction to Troy Hurtabees. Now, the suit that you've seen in the Project Project Grizzly documentary weighed 150 pounds, and it was not in any way powered. As, as you see in the doc, he can kind of barely shuffle with it. He is unable to move or even stand on uneven ground. He falls over very easily. Um Troy liked the documentary, felt like it helped expose his work to a wider audience, but he took issue with the fact that the documentary did not delve into what he described as the science behind it all, um, adding <laughs> being able to get hit by the truck took years of development. Now, Years, Ye-
4: years two- of practice of getting hit <laughs> <Yeah>. by trucks.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it, you can't just jump into getting hit by a truck like that in 2002 a trainer who probably should not be allowed around animals let troy get into a cage with a kodiak bear now thankfully the bear was too confused by troy's armor to want to get near him which you might argue this <laughs> is technically a win for troy the armor did do its job just scare them away yeah best sca- you. you know the bear just saw that and was like you know what this There's something wrong is with cu- this guy. He's
4: clearly unwell. I do not <laughs> want to be around this person right now.
3: <laughs> uh, here's mental floss interviewing <laughs> Troy. She was so terrified she urinated, her recalls. I didn't look human enough. Limited mobility and questionable usefulness combine to doom the Mark series. We would never use a suit like that, says Lana Ciarinello, Ph.D., a bear behavior expert. A solid knowledge of bear behavior is the best thing one can use to avoid being attacked, which is rare. And this is com- this is common whenever they talk to actual bear experts and researchers. Like, do you want a suit of armor? They're like, no, that that's not at all useful. It's very easy to not get attacked by bears, actually. And it, again, if you watch the documentary Grizzly Man. And the man in the documentary Grizzly Man is a similar type of person to Troy Hurtabees. They are both people. I I do believe Troy Hurtabees might need a suit of bear armor because he seems like the kind of person to push grizzly bears past their limits of comfort. Very rarely will someone else wind up in that situation. Nonetheless, the armor brought Herzeby's fame. He he was all over the internet. I found out about him because one of my colleagues at Cracked wrote about him in an article, but like you would see this guy all the time. I'm sure I ran I think I also ran across him on something awful earlier. Um, he would regularly put out videos. He had, an, he had an, an early kind of understanding for how to make yourself into a brand on the internet in order to get funding. And so he was very successful at raising money in order to, like, make new iterations of his armor. He was also recruited on several Japanese game shows. Uh, and he inspired a 2003 episode of The Simpsons where Homer constructs a bear fighting suit. <laughs> uh, he even filmed an Audi commercial. Of course, he always reinvested the proceeds directly into making more suits of bear armor. Now, the good news is he eventually moved on from wanting to make armor that was specifically geared towards fighting bears, but he never got over his desire for making a suit of elaborate body armor. So he pivoted, claiming that now his brother was in the military, and so he wanted to make flexible body armor, themed after the armor in Halo, to help keep soldiers and SWAT <laughs> officers safe during dangerous raids. His next suit was called the Trojan, and it featured a compass in the dick for reasons that are deeply confusing. How does but that... Why, all... <laughs> what,
4: wait, what, how, that's not even that's not even a useful spot, like... <laughs> Put it on like He's, your watch like, if you area. If watch him,
3: he, he, he is adamant that he had talked to Special Forces guys, and they said right <laughs> in the dick is where you want a compass. It like flipped down, so it looks like he has a penis that's made out of compass. <laughs> okay, that that is kind of funny. I, I'm going to play you a clip of this armor, which I will say looks a lot more professional than the last suit.
1: <laughs> the first ballistic full exoskeleton bodysuit of armor this came from 20 years of development through uh, the bear suits and about 1750 uh, hours of actual uh, building time yeah. and it came from so many calls i got from friends of mine in iraq and in afghanistan my brother was in the military talking about is there can you not go in the direction that we need which is you know against the ieds improvised uh, explosive devices yeah. and and you know build it To the point where you've got the flexibility, the lightness, but with the strength of of what the bear suits were. And that's where that's where this came from.
3: (laughs) So I'm going to tell you right now, that suit is not going to help you against an IED. Um, The gigantic heavy armor you see in the Hurt Locker only kind of helps you if it's a pretty small IED. What he's built is not going to protect you from, like, uh, an explosively formed penetrator or, like, a 5,000-pound fertilizer... 500-pound fertilizer bomb or something like that. Um, To test this, though, Troy hired a former military marksman, a guy who he claimed had previously covered him out in the woods on bear expeditions with less lethal ammo. Um, And he asked this man to shoot him point-blank with a rifle. (laughs) So... (laughs) Thankfully, this guy was like, Troy, it's illegal to point a loaded weapon at a person in our province. Uh, I'm not going to shoot you directly in the chest with a hunting rifle. So Troy had him take the armor out of the suit and then shoot at it. And the bullet went immediately through the armor. (laughs) Um, It says a lot about Troy that his first instinct was not shoot the armor without a human being in it. But um, at least he was. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, at least the guy who was testing it uh, did not shoot him directly in the chest and kill him. Um, I'm going to quote again from Mental Floss here. Herdebys tweaked the Trojan, which he debuted in 2007, to little notice. Eventually, he offered his design to the Canadian military for free, but it can take years for armed forces to evaluate new technology, and existing contracts with equipment vendors render it near impossible for independent inventors without backing or references to succeed. With industrial military, contracts are sewn up, and they don't want anyone stepping on toes, he says. Engineers pick my brain, but I can't be affiliated with them. I'm a loose cannon, and my methodology is backward. I do not disagree with that statement. <laughs> um, he did, however, have several other in, uh, inventions over the years. Um, for one thing, Troy invented a burn paste, a, uh, a gooey substance that hardens when exposed to flame in order to protect you. Canada's Discovery Channel documented him covered in the burn paste, being uh, exposed to temperatures above 3,600 degrees Fahrenheit. He held a blowtorch to his helmeted head for 10 minutes. Um And it it worked. Uh, This leaves out a fun fact, which is that Troy was inspired to make his burn paste because one day while wearing his suit, it overheated, burning most of his body very badly. (laughs) Uh, So he needed to make the burn paste in order to protect himself. Yeah, Um, it it doesn't seem easy to get in and out of like. No. Um, it would not be easy to don your if you look at the helmet there, your peripheral version is going to be shit. It's not going to be good for like fighting in and it is going to exhaust you like he builds an air conditioner for it. But that's only going to do so much yeah. like armor. Body armor is always kind of like a a, a, a trade off between mobility and protection and this something is... like a plate carrier is worth it. But full body armor that's not powered in a meaningful way, just is not gonna be practical yet. This is why I do not respect the Mandalorians. No, no, you uh you you've been vocal about that for years. I have.
0: T-I-K-A dot com.
3: I'm going to play you a video of him testing this fire paste from that Canadian Discovery Channel documentary because it's very funny.
1: (laughs) Troy envisions neighborhoods in the path of a forest fire being sprayed with a thin layer of fire paste effectively starving out the fire and according to Troy cleanup is a breeze due to fire paste's only weakness water. (laughs) Look at how it's just see it it turns back into a paste see I'm already into a layer See? It's just paste now, which well, just fire paste. This is its natural state. And when it dries, see I'm already sloughing it off now There's there it is there. It turns to the paste. This is what's gonna happen on your house now. It's uh He's chewing it, it up. Out, oh, and he's, oh, that's so gross
4: <laughs> He's just spitting it
1: all over <laughs> The dog comes along takes a little in his mouth washes it around then spits it out Nothing's gonna happen. It's biodegradable non-toxic. Don't have to worry about anything happening. So, how would a homeowner remove the fireplace from the outside of their home? This is going to be Bob's house next door. Bob's house is going to be fine the next day. He's going to come out with his garden hose and a can of beer, and in two hours, he'll be ready for the football game. Oh, what? Well, there goes the house. After ten minutes, Troy inspects the fireplace house. Look at, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> There's a little Barbie. She's okay. Barbie's fine. Save Barbie's sister. Uh,
3: <laughs> the Barbie uh, is clearly sin. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> now... He does note again that the only weakness of the fire paste is water. This might reduce its efficacy, but I think he envisions it being dumped on neighborhoods in the path of a fire. They decided not to do this. Now,
4: why? Why tro- does he keep getting platforms? Like, why? Why is he continuing? Well, he
3: was because he, because this was really funny to everyone on the <laughs> internet. So, a documentary that came out would get shared all over. People would watch it. It would get him attention. He would get donations. There was like one point where he had to he had to sell his uh his body armor he had to like sell it to a pawn shop because he was broke and a fan bought it back from the pawn shop and gave it to him so he could <laughs> Aww, continue his that's research that's, yeah that's nice yeah he had a fan base like i said he was a hero of the old internet um he did eventually <laughs> succeed in making an armor suit that was resistant to 12 gauge shotgun shells which he acts like is very impressive uh, shotgun shells are not good at penetrating armor Most soft body armor vests will stop a shot shell from penetrating it. Shotguns are not for penetrating armor. They're for damaging meat. Um, But Troy made a big deal about how this would save the lives of soldiers in war. Um, His next invention, as he was continuing to iterate his body armor, was something called the godlight device. Now, Troy never gave much detail on what the godlight was, but he says it shrunk tumors in mice as well as his sister's tumor, and he would tell interviewers he was pretty sure it could cure parkinson's disease light is extremely effective against certain cancers all i did was take all spectrums of light electromagnetic radiation and put them together oh, and it works i don't oh no. know why but it
4: does. I, what? I, don't, I think that's how you get cancer but okay
3: funny funny you mentioned that so obviously his claims about the god light were never validated by any outside force in part because Shining whatever the fuck he's invented <laughs> on a bunch of sick people has ethical considerations to it. But Troy turned the light on himself uh, and experienced what he calls the Hyde effect. I think, as in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, his hair fell out and he lost 20 pounds. <laughs> oh, I
4: was, huh, curious, curious. What a, what a um, mystery.
3: Then he claims the godlight mysteriously cu- stopped working and he didn't have the money to fix it up. um <laughs> There are amazing. <laughs> I love this man.
4: It's it, was- is, it is it is fascinating. The the closer society comes to just complete collapse, we mm-hmm. get more of these little weirdos mm-hmm. who are like trying to figure out how to like survive the apocalypse, and they keep coming in exactly
3: with- the wrong ways. <laughs> yes. Um. I'm going to read another quote from that Mental Floss article. Today, Herdebees operates a scrapyard in Ontario and dismisses notions of patents. The stuff is too easy to duplicate, and it costs $80,000 to file an application. He rejects offers to outright sell his creations, like Firepaste, because he frequently sells off shares to fund their development. By the time I got Firepaste to the point of testing, 70% of it was owned by investors, so when a university wants it, I only have 30% left. They're not interested in that. And yet, Hernebes can't stop inventing. He still feels compelled to put in 21 hour days refining his projects. His current plan is to find funding for the Apache, the latest version of his Trojan suit, which he says protects 93% of a user's body and offers 96% flexibility. A prototype will cost $70,000. It'll take six to eight months to build by hand. I'll try to market it to law enforcement like SWAT. He needs another $100,000 to rebuild the Godlight, renamed the EMR5, which he now claims will only cure breast cancer. He wants to take it to Johns Hopkins for testing.
4: So. Well, I'm excited for SWAT teams to be using his inventions.
3: Yes. Yes, I do support that. Thanks to that dick compass, they'll never get lost at the wrong house again. Could really save a lot of lives. <laughs> that's the problem SWAT teams have is poor land nav.
4: I think so I, I think the SWAT team should wear that every SWAT team member should be forced to wear that bear suit for everything they
3: do. <laughs> yes. The only thing SWAT could get do. <laughs> so tragically, Troy died in like 2012, I think, in a fiery oh, no. collision. <laughs> yeah. He drove right into a fuel tanker. Oh, um, no. That's oh not, no. Yeah, it's very sad. He was fifty-four years o- old old. His widow says that he swerved his car, or the police say that he swerved his car into the pathway of the truck. He had been very depressed because he'd encountered financial difficulties uh, and had not been able to sell his inventions. Um, Obviously, this is very sad for them. He seems like, uh, despite everything, he was a fun guy to be around and then fell on hard times. Um, it It is a depressing end to the story, but... Troy lives on in the the documentary project Grizzly and in the impact he had on all of our hearts and in the memory that you know even if your dreams are are crazy you should you should try and live them because who knows maybe maybe you'll develop a suit that allows you to fight a grizzly bear in hand-to hand combat <laughs> anyway that's that's this hero of the internet episode. I hope you all found it edifying that is that is an inspiring inspiring tale mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, um,
3: it's 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 you know he's fucking more
4: of an inventor than Elon Musk ever has been. <laughs> he, that's true, that's right.
3: and he would have been a better ruler
5: of Twitter. Um, that's, if, that's
3: true. If, well, if Troy I mean, was in charge of Twitter, he
5: he's he's really the last guy from the old era of capitalism where you would actually like return your profits into into R and D instead of just like paying Elon Musk like forty seven million dollars to hire a bunch of consultants who also make forty seven million dollars.
3: Yeah, one thing you have to say about Troy is he was not he was not in this for the money. This was a man who believed more strongly than I think I've ever believed in anything about the idea of building a suit of armor to fight grizzly bears. Um, and whatever else you can say about Troy, he was absolutely, absolutely honest in that belief. And I think I'm going to end by playing a brief montage of him testing out his first version of the armored suit which looks more or less like a set of heavy baseball armor like it looks like someone wearing body armor and a baseball helmet or a fo- sorry a football helmet in fact i think it just is a football helmet but yeah here's here's troy's early tests in 1988 oh yeah, that's definitely a football helmet <laughs> that one looks kind of cool that one looks pretty cool yeah, too. Yeah, they, they look yeah. increasingly space marine in this period, and he has some <laughs> range of motion. <laughs> <laughs> just hits him with He's a he, bat, His friend just, just beating bad. him with a <laughs> small <with> bat. <laughs> doesn't even have his helmet on. <laughs> 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 just knocking him down with what looked like two by fours. <laughs>
4: it does he does look more how, oh my gosh he just, so just ewoks. The he just he keeps getting ewoks right in the face
3: yeah, yeah. it's it's this, amazing that last one looks super space marine ass yeah yeah some of them looked pretty cool Um, And he didn't die from anything related to the suit testing. So you got to give him one thing. He knew how to make a suit of armor that would not get you killed doing the kind of shit Troy Herdebees like to do to his armor. It
4: it seems like he was good with like with like Mm -hmm. blunt force trauma armor.
5: That's right. Did anyone ever do like a a CTE sketch? Like... (laughs) Test on him after he died. Oh no! Because
3: the, this this man had a thousand micro head injuries. Absolutely. I mean, the, the I think the real lesson here is that he he was
4: able he was he was able to continue his work mm-hmm. thanks to Canadian healthcare. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, he de- he was probably like five percent of the entire Canadian healthcare system budget, just dealing with all of Troy's concussions. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, that's the story of Troy Herdebees. I hope you've all found it useful. Um, Go into the world, and if your dream is to create a suit of powered armor that will allow you to defeat a grizzly bear in unarmed combat, then by God, you know, shoot for the stars.
2: If you haven't heard, it's a good idea to fit probiotics into your daily routine. Fortunately, Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls make that so easy. These adorable little pearls couldn't be easier to take, and they support both digestive and vaginal health, all because of the probiotics. There are actually one billion active cultures protecting against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort, all in one tiny little pearl. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com.